yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Man, our son, the voice of reason. Live and direct on a Tuesday afternoon. Another edition of Get Off My Lawn. Old head musics on pop culture and such. Cruising the streets of the Illadelph on my way to work. Um, today's a very special day for you, for me, uh, for yours truly. Today, August 2nd, is my daughter Amaryllis' 13th birthday. So I officially am the father of a teenager. Um, and I'm totally unprepared for it and scared out of my mind. But lucky and blessed to have such an amazing daughter. Um, I talk about my team daddy shit all the time. She was the the introduction into team daddy shit for me. She was my first. And uh, I still remember when the doctor told me uh, we were in there for the ultrasound. They were like, you're going to give us the gender and they were like yeah it's a girl and I was like what the fuck in my head I had always considered myself a parent of two boys just like my dad shout out to my pop um it was just me and my big brother growing up big ups to my big brother rich um and we uh you know we kind of held it down and in my head I had these ideas of what my kids who they were going to be and I had their names since I was 10 years old and uh, my first name was going to be Randall Aaron, of course. Uh, my second name was going to be actually Ryan Alexander. Um, and, you know, the universe was like, uh, no. And, you know, we flipped names around and changed just that and this and that and the third and so-and-so. But it all happened. And, you know, I'm a father of three now. And... But today is my daughter's birthday, and she is uh, just a magnificent creature. And I, I feel like the luckiest dad in the world for her and for for my sons. But I have to admit, I feel very lucky that I had a daughter first. You know, they say that that girls mature faster, um, and I, from watching the two of them. Uh, Amy and her little brother grow up, I saw that that was the case for real, you know, and Aaron, my, my oldest son at 10 is finally starting to catch up to it where his sister was at 11 and a half, you know, um, but you know, such is the nature of guys. We, 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 we mature slowly. Uh, his father being the best example of that. But one of the things that has come up in the last, with me, for me in the last few days, um, a lot of the idea of raising a, raising a little girl and women's portrayals in, in media and so on and so forth. And, um, a lot of the things that have come up has me in, in, a, in a weird place right now. So, for example, there's this discussion in, in comics that the, the girl from the comic Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, I forget her name right now, my apologies, uh, nine-year-old black girl, is the smartest character in the Marvel Universe. Um, 
And of course, you know, nerds being nerds, half the world is really pissed off about it. And the other half of the world that's involved in this sort of stuff is like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Um, And I, as the father of a little girl that is represented by this character, uh, you know, a young brown girl who's smart as a whip, um, am very sort of, all right, cool, next topic. Um, I've discussed representation before. I had a discussion with a couple of fabulous uh, ladies at the store on episode four. Um, and am at the point again where I feel like I feel the way that I think Quentin Tarantino feels about race. If you watch any Quentin Tarantino movies, Quentin Tarantino loves the word nigga in his movies. He loves it. Loves it. Um, I've come to the, to the conclusion that Quentin Tarantino thinks that he's so far ahead of everyone else in his concepts of race and race relations in America that he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Um, and, you know, if that's... I don't... I haven't talked to the man. I don't know that that's the case, but that's how it feels to me. Um, and so I'm starting to, at 43... Actually, I'll be 43 in a few days. I'm starting to get that feeling myself. Um, that... Yes, there are things that are going to upset you. There are things that upset a lot of people. Um, But where I am with a lot of this stuff, I don't know if I have time to be upset with you. Uh, So I'm just going to sort of do my thing and deal with it. Whether or not it matters that Moon Girl is the smartest person in the Marvel Universe to you, I don't really fucking care. Um... It's cool from a story standpoint. Let's tell it. Um, it's cool that Riri Williams is, you know, 15 years old and smart enough to be the, the next Iron Man main, main character, whatever her name's going to be in the book. Cool. Let's tell the story. Um, if you're offended by that, I don't fucking care. You know what? Then do something else. Um, and if you're offended by the fact that Marvel is making these moves, but they just hired a black woman. I'm hearing the argument now that uh, Roxana Gay, I believe is her name, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, who's going to be writing the new Black Panther uh, spinoff book about Wakanda. Um, you know, there are arguments now that, well, why can't she write a book about, why can't she write the Iron Man book about Tony Stark? I don't know. I have no problem with her writing the Iron Man book if she's a good writer. But at the same time, you can't have that argument and then say, well, the Iron Man book should be written by a black woman if it's going to be starring a black woman. Hold on. Hold on. Either we are all as talented writers 
capable of telling each other's story, if we're talented writers, and say what you want, Brian Michael Bendis is a talented writer. Or, then we should all just sort of tell stories of people that look like us and that live our lives, and that's kind of boring, because I it just is, because then you don't have great writers just telling stories. Um, so yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Roxana Gay telling anybody's story if she's a good writer. Just like I'm perfectly fine with anybody who's a good writer telling Riri Williams' story. And by the way, there are women named Riri. Deal with it. I know at least four. Um... If that's got you upset, well, you know what? Get out of the house more. Meet some more people. Um, I think the idea that we're all so upset about our fiction and ignoring all the other horrible shit that's going on in our reality is getting to the point where, you know what? Maybe we should all just kind of... If it's going to bother you that much, maybe you should take a break from it. Maybe you should find something else and go... You know, take up a hobby, go fly a kite, go, I don't know, go work at a homeless shelter, go do something else. Because if these things are going to bother you so much that all you can do is bitch about it on the internet, then, well, that gives me more stuff to bitch about on the internet. So, you know, thank you for that. But at the same time, you know, the death threats and all that other shit, let it go. Um, again, I say all of this because it is my daughter's birthday, and regardless of anything else, regardless of what you think my opinions are about women and so on and so forth, um, there is no being on earth, with the exception of her brothers, that I love as much as my daughter. Um, and so while I do, I do, if she feels the need want her to feel represented in in popular culture and whatever, I would also want her to get to the point where she all she needs is to feel that the things that she does, uh, the things that, you know, the people around her do, the people in her family, her friends, are representations of her, are proper representations of her, and that she represents her family and the people that care about her, the people that she cares about well enough, more than two-dimensional beings on paper or even three-dimensional beings portrayed by other people on film. Um, and she and I have talked about this kind of stuff, and I still, you know, I buy her all the black action figures that she wants, and, you know, I it's important important to me that because they exist, she have them, but I don't want her to think that that's all that she can have, that, you know, she can only aspire to something because she sees it in fiction, um, my first G.I. Joe figure was Stalker, I had found him at a drugstore around my way when I was coming up and was like, oh, well, this is G.I. Joe. My first three and three quarter inch figure was Stalker. And when I was playing with Stalker, there were times when Stalker was Superman because I didn't have a Superman figure at the time. 
because conceptually, oh yeah, you know, the guy that can fly saves people's lives. That's all that matters. Um, and I know I'm going to get shit for this. Uh, I hope that I am. Um, now, anybody who's got questions, comments, whatever, you can hit me at rsonthevoice at gmail.com. I would like to, you know, hear some opinions on this kind of stuff because I want to know, um, are we capable of getting ourselves beyond the idea that we as individuals can only tell our own stories so that the only people that should ever write white males are white males and the only people that should ever write stories about lesbians are lesbians. Um, and if that's not the case, which I hope, then anyone that's a talented writer should be able to tell anyone's story. You know, and if they if they don't do it well, they should be held accountable for it, but they should be given the opportunity to do it. Um, so that's that's uh, where we're going this week. I I am again on my way to work down at a Mountain Comics and Coffee, twenty five seventy eight Frankfurt Avenue here in Philadelph. Um, going to work for the the best boss in the world. You know, what I'm saying shout out to Ariel Johnson, who you know decided this was her dream. This is what she wanted to do, and you know, I don't think that she saw any other black lady owning a comic book store slash coffee shop, because I don't know that there are. She just did it. Um, so the things that, that we, that we choose to follow, the thing that we choose to strive for, we can do regardless of who else is doing it. Um, it doesn't have to be somebody that looks like us. I don't think if it is okay, but I don't think we don't, I don't think we need to get mad if it is. Um, and that's about it. Thank you for listening. I am, uh, going to keep it short and sweet this week, just so there's not a whole lot for my partner Len to edit. Shout out to the Bat Tribble for keeping all of you guys, uh, up to date with all of the, my inane ramblings here on Get Off My Lawn. Um, again, if you got questions, comments, additions, subtractions, reach out to me. Hit me. Our son, the voice at gmail.com. You can find me on Black Tribbles every week. Uh, Thursday nights, 9 to 11 on G-Town Radio. Uh, unless I'm on the road with Gangster Grass. And if you got questions about that, you can hit me up there too. Gangstergrass.com. Reach out. Um, our son, the voice of reason at bandcamp.com. You can check out some of my new joints. Uh, some classic stuff, some new stuff couple of joints that may sneak their way onto the new album boom bap therapy which is in the progress in the process of getting put together uh shout out to my man tone big ups to dolio the sleuth everybody that's going to be involved in that on that note i'm done i'm going to work get off my lawn because if you fuck up my grass coming in your mouth that probably didn't sound as good whatever peace Are you, 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 you.